Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. So it's been a full season for the Under Pressure Outdoors crew in the Hasmore Outdoor Products Silent Seat. And let me tell you, they're worth every penny. And here are some reasons why. Number one, you can't beat the comfort level. Number two, they don't hold in moisture like rain or sweat. Number three, they completely fold out of the way when you stand up, giving you a full range of motion in your climber. And number four, they cut down on your setup and breakdown times dramatically. Don't just take our word for it. Use offer code UPO15 and get 15% off your silent seat and many other U.S.-made accessories for your climber today. You can find Hasmore Outdoor Products on Facebook and hasmore.net. That's H-A-Z-M-O-R-E dot net. And in the link in this podcast description. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. Well, we figured out the live video aspect on the computer after... <laughs> We ended the full custom rifle giveaway. Oh, man. Yeah, you know. Sometimes it just takes a little more time and less frustration involved. <laughs> the, the frustration oh. generally uh, makes it pretty bad. But, so you still got time to buy tickets for the... Ducks Unlimited? Ducks Unlimited oh, dinner yeah. with UPO. Um, well, you get to go sit with the rowdy crowd at the Ducks Unlimited Banquet for the Villages chapter. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. That's April 21st. It's a Friday. Definitely be sitting with the lovely Deidre Brown, who was on our podcast a couple there, weeks ago. We've, we've sold a few tickets for that through the website that I've yeah. seen come through there, which is great. Um, there's still more to sell. And uh, if you didn't, you know, we gave away a nice full custom rifle tonight, but you could win some nice guns there too. So you definitely should be there and give your money and support of Ducks Unlimited. Although, I mean, we're collecting money, quote unquote, for the tickets, but it's all still going back to Ducks Unlimited. Just like every single dime we collected for the rifle goes right back to um, Tin Can for the crawfish boil coming up on May 20th. We're finally getting into the podcast money, but. It's just passing right through to us and everybody else. (laughs) We're getting good at it, too. We're just a middleman for the money, transferring some money. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, it'd be all right. But but before the the crawfish boil and all the 20, we actually went and added up the prices, like all the the values of all the things we're giving away at the crawfish boil. And when we said, oh, 20 plus thousand dollars, we weren't kidding. Every bit of it. Yeah. So... There's going to be more raffles there than you can shake a fist at. We still got stuff coming in. I know. It's crazy. It's getting up like an Oprah Winfrey, uh, Oprah Winfrey talk show. Where just you get a prize. You get a prize. <laughs> you get a prize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a goodly percentage of the people that come that I think are going to be walking away better off than they showed up. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We, we posted this to the Gambler 500 group, the, the Crawfish Boil, and there's a lot of people asking, you know, running some, uh, not necessarily the mud boats, but like skiffs and stuff like that. I'm like, man, we should let them know. Giving away a jack plate. Mm-hmm. 
But and everybody wants to know, like, is our route going to be you're going to be able to run a deeper boat? We want you to be able to, but we're hoping that it, it really has to do with the level of the river right now. It's really, really shallow. As most of you know, here in Florida, we haven't gotten much rain in the past month, so the water levels are down. So if we get some rain pickup between now and then, we haven't hardly gotten any rain since the last hurricane that came through. Any, any, a good. We haven't gotten a good substantial rain since then. Yeah, I mean, which is a good thing because you know Ian came through and really flooded a lot of stuff, and the river needed yeah. to come down, but it's continued to go down and down and down and down, and now it's dry. Everybody's yards are dead unless if, they've got sprinklers. If you show up with your twenty-six foot bow rider, your mud run's going to be real short. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know that unless we are like Hurricane Ian flood stage. I don't know that you're going to get that twenty six foot bow rider anywhere, or your pontoon boat. You ain't even getting under the bridge at this point. <laughs> so. But if you're if you're running the dang uh, like a flats boat, that's that's feasible. Yeah, mud boat, mud motors. Anybody's got a good jack plate. Uh, certainly airboats. But it's not all about the mud run. That is one cash prize among many prizes that are going to be given away that day for raffles. And the whole thing is really centered around the fact that we're eating a, just a piss ton of crawfish. Thousand pounds. Yeah. Or more. Yeah, if more people show up. Yeah. We're looking at about four pounds a person. The more people that Man, woman, pre-sale child. tickets, the more people that pre-buy tickets, the more crawfish we will buy. Yeah. You figure Jordan's good for about two pounds, and Will and I are good for about 13 apiece. It'll all even out. <laughs> Shoot, I'll eat well over two pounds of crawfish. Don't tempt me. I'll eat my body weight in crawfish, son. But, uh, no, it's going to be a dang good time. But before that... Oh, yeah, we're almost to the Swanee. Yeah, the fifth annual Swanee River Fishing Expedition. Yeah, speaking of that, we still have some some of you guys... Need to give me your dadgum email. We have almost everybody. But uh, there is a, a Google form and a post that is inside the event, and I need your emails. I think we're missing like four emails or three. So before we kick that off, though, we're going to have um, a Zoom call so that everybody knows, hey, you know, you really might think you're going to be there for five days. This is not like five days of vacation. This is like maybe three t-shirts and two pairs of shorts or board shorts type of packing. And and maybe a heavy duty sweatshirt. You know, so what I brought last year was I carried literally carried like two pairs of shorts and three t-shirts. And then I brought like a pair of uh, sweatpants and a, and a hoodie that I wore around at night. Cause it does get chilly at night. First night we were out there last year. It got into the fifties. Three nights later, it was 85. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, it was, whoa. Yeah, so really watch the weather on that one and plan accordingly, but you don't need a lot. No, the I mean, thing is, you have no one to impress. Uh, we all probably saw you at some point during this trip uh, mildly intoxicated. We don't care if you're wearing the same shorts for five days in a row. You know, everybody I talk to, we, I, I tell them, man, I was like, it's a, it's a full system, full system reset. And when I say that, I truly mean it is a full system reset. Like you get, I've never felt so rejuvenated at the end of a trip than I do after that Swanee River trip. Even after five days, you're like, ah, do we really have to get off the river today? 
And you wouldn't think that by the first day, because in all reality, I'm not going to lie to you guys, the first day kind of sucks a little bit. That's because you're it, not used to using the muscles, and there's a little bit of a, feels like an uphill paddle at the end, because it's well, long. The, Yeah, it's also the longest day is the first day. It is. But you're right, man. About midway through the second, you start to kind of get into your groove, and certainly by the third day, it's like if I've been on this river my whole life and I never really need to get off. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, the perfect example of that is uh, Tristan from last year. First day, terrible for Tristan. By day three, he's like napping in his kayak. With his life vest. With his life vest on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he yard sailed his kayak twice or once? Just once. Uh well I mean if you want to count him yard sailing uh, Adam's canoe as well well I was going to get into that in a second but, yeah. <laughs> kayak once the canoe and the kayak well the kayak kayak stayed dry the second time but uh, no and then the yard sailed the canoe and that scarred Adam for life because he wouldn't even let his own friend who he had now he's not even coming year. back I know now he's got to work he does yeah. he does I gave him a hard time because he he asked me you know he's like hey man. I'm I'm not gonna be able to make it. Can I can I get a refund? I was like, sure, dude. I'll send you your money back. But when I sent him the money back and uh, I just cashed after it back to him, I, the the reason for sending it back I put for disappointing all of us. Oh, <laughs> ow! The Asian persuasion is not gonna make it. Not to mention, man, he was kind of like the yard photographer. Yeah, you couldn't you had to watch what you're doing because he was there to capture it. Yeah, we we can make up for that this year. I yeah. Think. But it was it's, it's it's a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun. And I just I don't know any other way to explain it. It's, it's a full system re, full system reset, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't even got to like finish this year's. And I'm already looking forward to next year's. I was just telling somebody the other day. I can't remember who it was, man. I've been doing freaking. I ain't even worked this week, and yet I've still feel like I've worked a freaking forty hour week. Because uh, you're a boat right now. Uh, well, not even that, man. I've been making phone calls left and right. Oh, Jordan's yeah. been putting in some under pressure outdoors work this week. Yeah, yeah. I've been keeping nice. him busy. I have been phone call to phone call to phone call to looking up crap online to doing other crap online to. It's been busy, and I was telling somebody, I was like, "This crap is stressful." <laughs> I was like, "I this." Yesterday, uh, by the end of the day, I was so freaking ready to be on the Swanee River already. I'm like, 30 days out. Please just let these 30 days go by so fast. Like, we're almost there. Going to be a good time. I don't know, man. You want to switch gears a little bit? Or? Yeah, man, dude. I'm still, I'm the, uh, I'm the worst turkey hunter, but what's on my mind right now is I want to get back out and hunt some more turkeys. I was planning on going. I haven't been out at all in Florida. I was planning on going out opening day in Georgia. And now I've got some customers i got to go see on Saturday. So, I don't know. But it might uh, maybe hauling up there Sunday night with our good buddy Steve Christian. So, hopefully I'll get some turkey hunting in Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. We'll see. Something. Those are the best days. I think everybody left already. I hope so. But I'm... You know... Every lease we've, it seems like every lease we've always had in Georgia, we've had private property. We've had turkeys all deer season long. And then come the spring, like you see them on camera, you see them when you're in the tree stand, all, and then springtime, they're gone. Nowhere, nowhere to be found. Oh, every time. Dude, I just spent four days or three days in Ocala 
chasing one bird video and the absolute piss out of this kid man i mean just trying to put a full turkey hunt video together and nothing and then sunday i gotta come over here because i gotta shoot some stuff for uh i was taking some pictures for hang free and then i get a text at like 10 o'clock bird's dead so it's you then I, it must be, man. Who got it? The, the same kid he's been hunting with all week. So what I'm saying is, the luck, oh, the luck oh. we had when, when me and him were no. hunting together, that was Jordan's fault, not mine. No, 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 no. Because we'd already talked like, hey, we had figured... we. It, unfortunately, it took us three days to absolutely figure this bird out. And we knew that like we didn't really know exactly where he was going to be in the morning because he was roosting in one spot for two days. And the third day, he was roosted somewhere else. But at like nine o'clock, he was in one spot, and so we tried to get there at nine o'clock, and uh, it just didn't work out. He was kind of a little far away from us. But then we watched his pattern. I said, "You know what? I saw him do that same thing the other day. So tomorrow, we need to sit here, not remembering that I wouldn't be able to be there tomorrow. Tomorrow we need to sit here." And he was like, "Dude, that's exactly what I said." I talked to him on the phone that night. He was like. I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm sitting in that spot. Yada, yada, yada. Boom. Dead bird. I said, Dad, come it, man. Like, the part that closes out the video, I wasn't even there for. Well, you know what? Actually, before we get any further, I'm your host, Will Krebs. I got Jordan here with me tonight. I'm here. Let's get it. I got Jim. Yes, sir. We're running a skeleton crew. Yeah. We got a Facebook Live going here. We only have three viewers. Deidre did said she'll be out again tomorrow. Lucky. I'm going to be yeah. working under an enormous mountain of work. We're all a little bit worn out, man, because we got so many things going on with the UPO. Then there's the Ducks Unlimited thing. Um, we all have work and family, and you got baseball. Jordan decided he's going to start custom building boats. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dude, my hands look like I've been in a bar fight. From removing that foam. Yeah, I saw your TikTok uh, on your page where you're wearing a Band-Aid on your thumb. What'd you do? Was that where you cut yourself with a grinder? Yeah, it's where I took a grinder to my thumb mm. with a cutting blade. It's not a good idea. No. No. Right through your gloves. Right through the glove. Yep. A little Ryobi said, Meow. and I said, oh, I got to go put a Band-Aid on this. <laughs> I love when you see guys putting like full... Um, like circular saw blades on those things, going to town on stuff. Like, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you know that when that goes bad, like digits are gone, <laughs> chunks of chunks of legs are missing. Oh, the perfect <laughs> example, man. I have a, so my grandfather and my uncle have are carpenters by trade, have been their entire lives. Neither one of them have all ten fingers. No, I mean they have. They might they have, have like nine and three quarters. Yeah, or nine and a half, or. Eight and eight, if you count the quarter missing off one and the half missing off the other, however that you know adds up together. <laughs> but you know what took the fingers from both of them? The table saw. Just not paying attention, just for a second. Yeah. So you just get a little too comfortable with it because you've worked with it for so long. And yeah, dude, when I worked in the door shop, so Mark had those like uh, the brakes that would stop the blade if it oh, sensed. Yeah. And I think in the year or so that I worked there, we went through two of them. But it'll save your finger. All they needed was a Band-Aid. Won't save wow. your bridges, though. You have to go home and 
Don't know. No, it won't do that. <laughs> oh man, no, it won't do that. But it, your your britches would be full. Um, I forgot where I was going with that a minute ago. Before I introduce everybody, I can go with a really terrible segue about full britches and people pinching off a little bit with the. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. We got the results for what they're planning on doing in Lake Apopka. Oh. And Talk it's not going to be as bad as it could have been. If you're not familiar with what's going on in Lake Apopka, they, uh, they had a, a public spray meeting. And they're, they try not to be too overly biased, but I got the feeling <clears throat> that there were definitely some staff members that would like to wipe out every ounce of hydrilla in Lake Apopka. And especially duck hunters and certain fishermen, we like a little bit of hydrilla. So depending on where you are, I guess everybody's going to be a little bit disappointed. Looks like they're going to take, give or take, most of the hydrillas up on the North Shore. They're going to prune that back by about 4,000 acres. That's pretty immense, but that's about 40% of the entire hydrilla patch on the North Shore. They've already got most of the stuff on the South, and that's where I think they're also going to do a lot of treating is keep the area down around Winter, Park, Winter Garden a little bit more pristine. But I thought, considering how things were, it could have been much worse. I thought it was a reasonable compromise, especially at the rate at which hydrilla grows. Hopefully, if they spray soon, I don't know, a third of, half, a third of that or half of that will be back by the time duck season comes in. I wish, did they not have a another, like, side... <laughs> venture or something where they said hey uh when should we spray because it always seems like they spray you know duck season opens and then like a month before duck season they're like right now's a great time to spray the the reason they spray before duck season opens is because the one thing the hydrilla doesn't like is the cold water yeah double whammy yeah, so you can they can spray it and kill it back, and it stays back for longer. I guess they get more, literally more bang for their buck. But it sucks as a duck hunter because now all your the food source you were watching all summer long that had your resident ducks on it is gone. gone. Yeah, I tell you what about gone. Brian and I went out on the St. Johns River between Lake Monroe and Mullet Mullet Lake Park. We figured we'd go out frog gigging. And there used to be these fantastic patches of smart weed and all this other stuff that was out there. And I don't know when they sprayed it, but they laid waste. Did you get a new boat and just decide to take everybody out on it but me? Um, yeah, pretty much. Now <laughs> <laughs> we can go, man. I've only been out twice. Um, we went out, like I said, when it, I ended up going out with, um, with Vincent Phelps. Yeah. And he took me out on a little area near where he likes to a frog gig and just tried it out and then uh Briar and I went out but I'm keeping Briar's kind enough to let me keep his boat yeah, yeah, yeah. keep my boat at his crib and then we were doing some work on it uh he's helping me with some of the electric foibles or whatnot we had to straighten out and we were like hey man let's just go frog gig and so we drove all that to Mullet Lake Park said man there's all kinds of decent weed life out there it's we kind of over by where the mud run's gonna happen isn't it a- yeah, yeah, it's it's mud run's going to be further upstream yeah. by past Lake Harney, but and we stayed mainly downstream. But they just it was just nuked. I couldn't believe how bad they areas where I didn't even know that there 
was water because it had been so full of <laughs> plant life, and I just kind of assumed it was kind of muddy land. Gone. I mean, just I, like sticks and twigs hanging up out of it. It was. It was. Uh, really amazing. I will give it to in you. Sydney said, "Bring him a beer while you're at it, William." By the way. Oh, uh, sorry, Sid. I'll give Happy it to birthday. you, Jim. That there are some parts of the St. John's where, like the hyacinths or water lettuce, I don't know what they actually call it, what the scientific name is. Well, there's that's two different plants. So I just said. Hyacinths and yeah, I know hyacinths. Yeah. Hyacinths not supposed to be there. Hydrilla is not supposed to be and, there. But, but the uh, the water lettuce or whatever they want to call it. There's some spots in that section of the river where in like those little back eddies or whatever where it gets really bad. So I can understand spraying some of that stuff. But. I do. Except our frog gigging basically amounted to three frogs that combined weight were about a quarter pound. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> yeah, they ate well, but fortunately, we when Vincent and I went out, we had better luck. I just mowed those things down for lunch the other day. They were great. Did you? Oh yeah, man. Just uh, real simple. You got to tell the recipe, right? You know, flour, egg wash, seasoned breadcrumbs, right in the peanut oil. See, I always take. Awesome. I like to take my frogs and uh, hit them in mustard before I put the put the batter on. Yes. Just a binder, whatever you want. Yeah, oh yeah. But the, I mean, the mustard acts as a binder, but it gives it that little bit of zing to it. Yeah. That's good. I use mustard, but I was just kind of in the mood for just a simple... Oh, I do about a half and half. Yeah. Yeah. Because you get good. a few, and they're good, and you get a couple more, and they're, they're not bad. You know what I've also seen done that's really good is using, uh, like, hot sauce. Ooh. Yeah. Hot sauce and buffalo. Binder. Yeah. I tell you what, though. I've had this... Uh... What's that? Is it, It's not Uncle Ray's. Is it Baby Ray's? The hot sauce? Yeah. Right? Barbecue? No. Sweet, they sweet Baby make, Ray's? They make a... Uh, it's like a some type of garlic flavor mm. now. Oh, my gosh, man. Take some pork chops and just paste them in it. Baste them in it while you smoke them. Yeah, if you're looking for one that good. is a little off, <clears throat> maybe off-brand that you're not familiar with, check out Caribbean Buffacue sauce. It is a combination of like a, a barbecue sauce and of course like a buffalo wing sauce. Yeah. And Kurt Kurt Halls is the guy that runs Caribbean. He hit that on the money. So you get We need to get him in here. You get the heat and then you get the sweet. Uh and it's not real syrupy and thick. Right. It's just good, man. Buffacue sauce from Caribbean. And no, he ain't paying us. He's just <laughs> He's but, a big, big old Trinidadian dude who cook like a mother. Man, he's badass. What's the chances of getting him in the studio? Probably pretty good. I just gotta set it up. Wow. I haven't talked to him in a little while, but I could reach out to him. I'd love to have. I'd, dude, I'd love to talk about the sauces. I've always something I've always thought about trying to do is make my own barbecue sauce. Yeah, I'm sure, it's not hard. Yeah, man, never, that's how he started. Just yeah. doing cooking. He's always been a cook. Always been a chef. He's not classically trained. He's just like you know, all the best ones are. They just figured it out. You know yeah. what, Jim? I, I, I'll give it to you. You are an excellent cook, and you have definitely inspired me to cook more around Thank the you. house. Yeah, it's it's been something else. Start venturing out beyond. I can make burgers. I make a good burger, you know. But you just branch out into other things and start making new stuff, and it you realize it. Se- the names are hard. Just because the name is hard to pronounce doesn't mean it's hard to cook it. Nope. Yeah, and it's uh, interesting. I made some pretty good stuff. Uh, not too long ago, I made some dang um, uh, pineapple pork, uh, pineapple salsa pork tacos. 
which the only downside to that I would have to say was I should have drained the pork, although the recipe didn't call for it. I definitely should have drained the pork because it was it was almost uh like uh too runny, like too much grease in there. But they were really good. The, well, they don't all they don't all turn out great. Like today, I posted a a venison chop recipe, air fryer venison chops. Which I almost feel like is a sin in the first place, and I kind of alluded to that in the article. Like I fought the air fryer, but eventually somebody buys one and winds up under the Christmas tree, so you feel obligated to figure it out. <laughs> and but if you had eaten my first version of what eventually became air fried venison chops, I didn't so much eat it as I choked it. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that an air fryer makes a mean pizza roll. Oh, yeah. dried out. Plain. I was like, "Oh God, what have I done?" You know, what I, I'm like wasting backstrap, so I, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but I figured it out, and I, you know, the last little radiation on this last one, I don't know exactly why, but I got the idea to soak the backstraps in milk for an hour first, and milk does something to kind of break it down, and it just takes out the last little bit of. Um, I hate to say gaminess because I don't usually taste gaminess. So, and does backstrap. it help moisturize them? I think it helps. I think any kind of brine helps. I think it helps brine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tend to tenderize. So you just—it's pretty simple, man. I just cut up. I had a modest piece of backstrap cut into three different uh, good-sized medallions. Pounded out the medallions, dumped them in milk for an hour, uh, then took them out, rubbed them down with a little bit of actually it was more more Kurt Hall stuff, man. So um, uh, his his um, all-purpose rub. Let those sit for about twenty minutes, just till the salt kind of gets into the meat. And that gives it some flavor. Um, and then mixed up a Parmesan breadcrumb seasoned whatever. Uh, flour, egg wash, breadcrumbs. And it was awesome. But the first couple iterations, it was just bad. Or <clears throat> you'd get a flavorful crust, but it just didn't bind well with the meat. I, it just, I couldn't explain it. It just wasn't good. And that recipe, man, if somebody makes it and says, you know, I think it could be better, please feel free to make comments. I'm going to keep working on it, and that recipe may get yeah, tweaked so, a little bit more. So rather than soak it milk, you but they were I good. Could, think I could stick it in a brine, stick that backstrap in a brine for a few days before I... Or you think the milk does something special? The milk the milk will brine it because it's got a little bit of salt. Or I would say milk with a little bit of salt in it even might speed it up a little bit. Buttermilk. When you, yeah, buttermilk will definitely break it down. But it didn't because it's backstrap, it didn't really need to be tenderized. Yeah. But one thing they also got to play around with is like the first time I made used an air fryer... I don't know, man. I think I did it like 12 minutes. Uh-uh. Eight. Yeah. Because, man, you let it go 12 minutes, and it's there ain't no medium rare to it. There's no medium. You've just gone right through to shoe leather. <laughs> the, the thing that's tricked me about a uh, an air fryer is you don't have to preheat it. And I always feel like I should put it in longer because it needs to. Well, at least mine, you can't preheat it. I don't know. You know, I, I preheat mine just because, and maybe it's just. So you run, you run it. For it, yeah, you run it empty. I run it empty for like huh. four minutes and just get it up there, and then it's you know. But and then I I got all my stuff ready to go. Beep! Till it's just done, I pull it up, throw my steaks in there, put it back in, and hit it four minutes aside, and I got awesomeness. It's the same thing with your with your pellet grill. You run it empty till it holds temperature where you want it, and then you put your stuff on it. Yeah. I've actually started doing because I noticed that my pellet grill, like when it first cranks up, it smokes a lot. So I'll close like everything off and then take my burgers, if I'm making burgers or whatever I'm making, and stick it in there and 
I'll turn it on, and then I'll let it smoke and just smoke the absolute piss out of whatever I'm cooking. And then when it starts to get some heat to it, I take them off, and then I'll stick them back in there when it gets up to heat. But I just let those burgers soak in all that nice smoky flavor from the, yeah. from the pellets. Whenever I, I don't know how, different pellet smokers, not all of them have a really low setting, but if you can get a pellet smoker that'll smoke like at 110, you know, and it just sits there and, and just smolders literally. It just has a, it it's just not has even a cooking. It's just, smoke. I don't know what. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. Turn that sucker all the way down. You're, you're barely cooking at that point in time. You're almost cold smoking. And if you let, especially if you're doing salmon and things like that, and after <clears throat> letting the people miss this, man, they, they'll do this, take all the time to get a nice brine in their salmon, maple syrup, whatever, and they go right from the brine, pat it dry, throw it on the smoker. Man, you gotta let it sit for a while. You gotta let it get sticky, and it takes you know, you know put it like in the refrigerator, even overnight, or just out, you know, even even in your in your in your house where it's not getting hot. You don't want it to start to spoil, and just let the fan run over it for an hour, and you, you get that you get a pellicle, and it's just sticky enough. And then you put it in the smoker real low for like the first fifteen twenty minutes, and then all that smoke just adheres to that sticky outside. <laughs> And that's what gives you a real smoky, like salmon flavor and things like that. So, yeah. man, you're right in the money with those burgers, cooking them low like that first, yeah. and then bring them to temp. You you can adjust that temperature in the smoke setting in the app on your phone. Yeah, I know. I, I hate the app though because I, I always forget about it and all kinds of other bull crap. What did Josh say here about the? Yeah, where do you got kids, buddy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. As we move through life, it's inevitable that we're going to find ourselves needing trusted advice from legal counsel. From business transactions to real estate, lawsuits to contract matters, we all need advice and assistance from time to time. Attorney Roman Hammes, multi-state law practice, focuses on litigation, business law, and real estate. Roman helps individuals and business owners find solutions to their legal problems. If push comes to shove, Roman is an experienced litigator with extensive trial experience and the ability to take it all the way. He's been named Super Lawyer every year from 2016 to present, a distinction given to only 5% of practicing lawyers. Most importantly, Roman is an avid hunter, angler, conservationist, and proud supporter of the UPO Nation. When you need dependable legal counsel, call Roman, 407-680-6050 or 843-324-1727 or email roman at romanvhamas.com. That's R-O-M-A-N at R-O-M-A-N v-h-a-m-m-e-s dot com offices florida and south carolina smoke tube is a ticket fill with pellets and you'll get the smoke you want that's Man, a pretty good idea. Oh, yeah, that I, is a I good idea. I keep forgetting there's people watching us today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start picking your nose. Or yeah, like. that smoke tube is a good idea. Yeah. I need one of those things. But 
Yeah, no. So what I was going to say earlier was, you know, Sunday, you're going to start hearing some ads from us for Hang Free. Yeah, yeah man. Sweet. And uh, they're going to put it on their website and they're posting it too. But I got to say, I'm excited about my saddle setup. I'm excited about Williams. That but one, the one, the the one that shall not be named, is going to be the coolest one. Yeah, I'm, the coolest uh, one. That saddle, AJ, you got to get one, man. They I know the are, model. Yeah, they are wicked, dude. It was. Uh, I'd have to say, I really. I don't. I picked it up a lot, a lot faster than I thought I would, and I really picked up one stick. I feel like I got up the tree faster one sticking than I did with multiple sticks. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I, so using that thicker aider on the bottom that he had was a lot easier than the yeah. thinner aider going up, but the one sticking was um, easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah it wasn't bad at all. You, I really thought I like for the longest time when you were talking about one stick and like oh I'm gonna one stick I'm like you're stupid that's crazy that is the worst idea ever that's gonna suck and then when I did it I was like I'm sold <laughs> I want to gear man minimalist no what was great though was we had out here in the backyard on the pine tree two sticks with aiders just two sticks we're twenty feet twenty plus feet up a tree nice. That was it. Now, the I think the bottom stick was a three-step aider, and the second stick was a two-step aider. Correct. Yeah, which is just like a rope ladder hanging off the bottom of the stick. Yeah, I like the three-step aider more than I like the two-step. Yeah, but when I got up to 20 feet plus or whatever I was at, I was like, I'm definitely at a huntable height here. And then one sticking, I want to say I made that same thing in two moves, two and a half moves. Two moves. Yeah. That and that's business. without putting your platform up. Yeah. For those that aren't, because I, I was not at all at one point familiar with what the terminology was in in, in saddle hunting. I mean, obviously, well, maybe not so obvious. With a saddle, you're instead of sitting in a tree stand or taking a climber, you're literally sitting in a saddle that is then roped. It's like hang- a hammock for your yeah. butt. Yeah, exactly. And then the sticks they're referring to are they're not real big. They're not like the old fashioned climbing sticks that you that you tie to a tree and, and go up there. What'd you say? How, how big? How big is a climbing stick? Yay. <laughs> 18 to two yeah, it's feet. probably three feet two three feet so, Depends. Yeah. so you can get some longer runs jo- josh had a question and i think william you're probably the perfect one to answer and this i, for I him. definitely yeah. am i'm 250 pounds and josh asked do the saddles bother your hips like a normal climbing belt and i have to say sitting in the hang free saddle no of course i had you know wyatt here to yeah, I was going to say, I, I think that's really going to depend a lot. And you're probably going to watch, uh, Hang Free is awesome about having YouTube videos on all their stuff. Yeah. So, but it's, it's really going to depend on, um, you know, how you adjust your bridge and your tether and all that stuff. Yeah. I had the, I had the distinct advantage of having one of the owners of the company standing in my backyard going, no, no, loosen that out a little bit. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's way more comfortable. So you adjust the bridge and, uh, Dude, I, I don't even remember all the terminology, but you get things adjusted out, and it, it, there was I was super comfortable, and I've got a bad back and everything else, and I was perfectly fine. And and like he said, you know, it's not something you're just going to stay in this one position the whole time. You're going to go sit, stand, sit, stand, but you're hiding behind the tree. And uh, I think for the back band, you throw a back band in there, and I could see that sitting sideways position. Yeah, oh, could yeah. totally take a nap. 
100%. Because you scoot the saddle down kind of underneath off of your, where it's not touching your lower back, and scoot it underneath your butt, then you just lean back against a back band and just out like a light. Dude, yeah. the, uh, the saddle that you're not naming here, I don't know if we're allowed to name it yet. We won't. Uh, but that one, what did he say? He said that the pictures I took of that saddle were so, and he used the uh, the fire emoji. He was like, we literally have started making 20 more. Because <laughs> he's like, we're going to need them as soon as we post it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I know the model. Yeah. Pretty good guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's all right. He's a pain in the butt sometimes. But, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm really excited to get in the saddles. And it's not, you know, to get away from the climber because there's, I, it, as we learned out here in the backyard, if I got to hunt a pine tree, I'm not doing it out of a saddle. Because I probably still have pine sap on my arm from trying to climb the dang tree. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's but climber territory. The, oh, yeah. It's definitely climber territory. And two, you know, if you're getting a, I would rather take the saddle in a tree where I've got limbs, where I need to traverse around limbs and stuff like that, and get around that stuff. And uh, He said, do any of the saddles have a beer holder? I mean, you could attach bags and stuff to them. So if you wanted to attach like a small on-the-go cooler... I don't, you probably could, <laughs> but, uh, you get around some trees and really hide up in the thick stuff where you couldn't get, uh, couldn't get a climber, the trees that limit you for a climber because of limbs or whatever else you're, you're not limited to that in a saddle. Yeah. Nice. Which is, which is cool. And two, like if I have to hawk, if I have to hike, you know, half mile to a mile back from where we parked, where I want to hunt, I'd rather walk a lot less the gear. Yeah. A lot less yeah. gear. <laughs> you know what else we need is a sponsor. We need to get a granite sponsor. Somebody that give us a nice shelf so we can finish out the podcast. A good countertop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me and William were going to meet up like a couple weeks ago and do that metal, but why? I don't remember why we didn't do it. I don't. I don't either. Neglect. No, we didn't have Forgot something. We didn't have something that we need. Oh, this. No, but all serious. You know, I bet you oh, somebody yeah. out there listening has access to so at least some granite remnants, so we could probably finish that out pretty. I don't know if we need granite, dude. If you got a, if, shh, if we know anybody shh, that has shh, a shh, granite. Just as expensive, though, a good, like, huge piece of Cypress Live Edge. We'll take That's it. That's a good point. That might even be more expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, you know, I'm if, if you're sitting on 8 to 10 feet by, you know, 3 feet wide Cypress Live Edge, you're just taking up space in your garage, give us a call. We'll come get it. Yeah, we'll come get it for you. No <laughs> yeah. problem. Won't charge you much to haul it off. Yeah, we, we we won't charge you a dime. I'll tell you what; I'll even have a beer with you before yeah, I leave. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Generous we are. Oh man, but <clears throat> super excited about the hang free saddles. They are uh, a jam up, son. Hallelujah! A couple great guys too, man. Can't say can't say enough praises about the two owners, hang free. But turkey Solid season, people. turkey season's still going on, and I. I've still got to try and squeeze out maybe one more time. One more time. Oh, when I say one more time, time. it's like one more weekend. If I can get a place on I might be going out with Easton on Sunday. If uh, Is his permit this weekend? No. No. Oh. We're going to go to Richland. Oh. He's supposed to come by Friday. I know. I'll be here. If you can Pick get a weekend off, I can probably get you up to Georgia. One way. Let me see how it shakes out with the other fellows. Yeah. Especially late season. I think my vision's getting worse because I can't read that TV from here. I can. Uh, 
he's got a piece of what he believes is Cypress, but it probably needs to go through a mill or something, I think he said. We'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> we'll find somebody's got a planer. So I've got access to a planer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We just talked about this earlier. That's right. Thank you. That would be wonderful. Yeah. It fits. He said, y'all can purchase a slab if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sid. You're supposed to give it to us. I wish you a happy birthday and everything today. Yeah, happy Twice, birthday to three us. Three times now. Yeah. Hey, Sid, you got... Uh, where you? I'll text you later, Sid, about Pipeline, because I should be free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's a 35-foot-long tree. Oh, yeah. good lord. We got we got to go cut our own slab out of it. So we need a mill. We, we do need, yeah. That's yeah. what I said. It needs to go through a mill. <laughs> you know, I bet you... Somebody else probably. Have. You ever seen those? Those you set it up and you, they're they're like portable mills. It's, it's one of those things I would the love to freight have. To, no, 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 no. They make one that it's a mill that runs with a chainsaw. Yeah, I would love to have one, but I have no reason to have it. I've seen people like, do it a with mill. a chainsaw and a step ladder. The, so there is a mill that sets up on like an extension ladder. There, there's a, a type of, but they they make mills, man. You can pull them behind your truck. Yeah, set it up somewhere and start yeah. cutting slabs. Well, you know, we could always get up there and, and use the same precision with the chainsaw that we use. The, the wood boxes. Di- yeah, you have you won't be able to set anything on the countertop back here because it won't be it'll just be bumps and all that. <laughs> it's it's going to need a lot of planing. Yeah, t- <laughs> two months worth of planing. <laughs> cut it a cut it a whole two inches thicker yeah. than it needs to be. <laughs> oh Lord! Yeah, you only got to get the top flat anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, until you try to set it on top of a set of cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that'd be brutal. Lumpy. <laughs> I'm not trying to play. I'm not trying to pay for more planer blades or anything. You know, I'm no. just trying to run it through once or twice to smooth it out. Oh man, but oh. gentlemen, what else? What else is going on, dude? You know, gyms, man. Have you noticed like they're? I don't know if you just if you pay attention and you look at the stuff. Shed, it's shed hunting season. So there was... I was about to say. A yeah. dude in Kansas is out there hunting sheds, finds a body of a guy that disappeared in 2018. And then some other dudes, like three days later, are out hunting sheds in Indiana, and they find a human carcass. So, I don't know, man. I don't know if people are just getting a little sloppy with their mob work, or if these are hunters that just never came home and nobody went to look for them. But, like, I don't know. These people are finding dead guys out in the woods left and right lately. But no, that's 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 rough, and I I've seen more of that recently. But people find all kinds of crazy stuff when they're shed hunting. Like I, I want to say the uh, when they found that there was a Winchester model eighteen lever action forty five long colt eighteen something eighteen ninety one maybe they found it leaned against a tree in the middle of the woods and it's been there for over a hundred years, like it's an original model. Somebody leaned against a tree and forgot about it. The dude was out wandering in the woods and found this was a few years ago it was found. I just put a little vinegar on some electrolysis, clean it right up. I mean, they cleaned it up and put it in a museum somewhere. Yeah. but Or they didn't clean it up. They preserved it and put it in a museum. Pretty cool to see that, though. Surprised the the, the tree the rifle didn't grow into the tree. I was also pretty surprised about yeah. that. But it, it was definitely weathered from leaning there. I'll bet. That's pretty awesome. Was, I, I'd imagine it was out wet. It was in the west somewhere, so it was probably leaned against a tree that doesn't grow that fast. Yeah. Like a like a shrubbery type tree, and it, it just didn't have a chance to really grow around there. But 
don't know, man. People find all kinds of crazy stuff hunting. Dude, I, I shed hunting. I was out shed hunting on uh, Fort Campbell and found a missile. They already knew it was there, but it was bigger than my truck. I didn't know it was there until I came around the corner and there it's like <laughs> roped off with roped off with razor wire. I was like, oh. Little sciences do not touch. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Unexploded ordnance, a missile the size of my pickup truck. I'm like, oh, uh, that's interesting. And then you could, at that time, you couldn't see it from the road, but I came back later after a burn came through and burned in there, and you could definitely see it from the road. I was like, okay, well, it's not so, you know, weird now, but it was definitely covered in dang, uh, like all grass growing up and had the razor wire put around the outside of it, literally like a dang surface to air missile the size of my pickup truck, just laying on the ground. EOD guys will get around to it someday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that one's big. I don't want to touch it. Wow. But that's crazy stuff. You you wander around the woods in a military base, and you don't think about the stuff that's out there that they just nobody realizes. I've been walking through the woods and found a Hulk, just like a, a Hulk, meaning like a the body of a tank, just sitting there. No kidding. Like an old Sherman tank, just chilling. All kinds of crazy stuff like that, and they use that for target practice. But this is well beyond a dang like impact area. This is just in the middle of the woods. Um, but wandering the woods, shed hunting, I think people find things like bodies and other crazy stuff like that because we spend more time looking at the ground. Cause you know, when you're hunting deer and you're wandering through the woods, you're looking what's in front of you less than what's on the ground in front of you. Well, yeah, the guys are out there looking for bone. Imagine that though. And also you're like, Oh, there's something like that's not a shed. What is that? Because I got, you got to think if the body's out there, when you say you find a skeleton, it's not like a Halloween looking skeleton, right? But it's scattered all over the place. Cause of, you know, coons and possums but also like ooh, that's not a cow femur (laughs) i i have found that's a head you know i have found more sticks that look like deer antlers than actual deer antlers looking for deer sheds i'll bet but you know if it wasn't desecration i think it'd be pretty cool to have like a skull i wonder if i could write that up like that if i go out in a time untimely manner that i'd like to leave my skull behind to the under pressure outdoors was going to get you taxidermied and stick you in the corner? Yeah, I'm really, you know, Steve and I heard him say that, you know, his idea of going out would be to just have a couple guys quarter him out and then hang him up with a trail cam. I like that idea. It's interesting. I mean, you know. I, well, it kind of goes back to, like, the Native American roots where they would take their, their uh, the body and, you know, lay it up on a, up above the ground for the ravens and the birds to feast on. Yeah. Uh, it's. I do kind of worry about guys, you know, getting humor because they got a trail camp picture of some raccoon well now they've got stuff where you can like literally turn a human body into compost I, you know and the funny part about it people are against it and you know if you if you have a spiritual uh prohibition to that personally and things i'm all for it you know like be buried or you know certain face are opposed to cremation and i don't hey man that's that's between you and your maker but i don't I love the idea, man. If you just want to be composted and that's your thing, that's fine. Or like I said, I, I think you should be able to be quartered out and hung from a tree. And Dude, so I'll tell you, my, my final wish is just take all the organs you can use and give to somebody else. I don't need them anymore. Yeah, then, I'd be good with that. And then burn the rest and then take it and mix it in with a good food plot seed. Spread it back out for the deer to have just full circle at that point. I suppose they could do the cremated remains too, but I'm pretty sure that Whatever, well, it's just fertilizer, whatever. I'm, I'm whatever in the nutrition, ground, you know. whatever nutritional value was in you after that comes out of that cremator is probably 
sterile. I think that's why you get, there you go. Right, sure. It's like giving you sand. But still, you you put me back out on the food plot, and it just to me it feels like it goes it goes full circle. Yeah. Go out like there and the kill a booner over me. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, wouldn't it? I, I have no desire to be buried or memorialized at a, with a gravestone. Just <laughs> You know who's got one of the best plans? And if it happens, I'm going to try to make this happen for him. Steve Christian. <clears throat> he would like people to sit around a fire mm. and have that stuff like you throw into the fire and it it makes... Yeah, it makes it with black powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, and it, it sparkles and poofs and, you know, and tell stories and like for highlights, throw that... You know, like the the green flashy powder into the fire. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I like the idea of getting like oh, the guys, the hang free guys, because they're like thirteen feet tall. I want one of those dudes in a black robe pulled way over so you can't see the face, just standing over the grave. In fact, that might be why I want to get buried. Just standing there with one of those big old size. <laughs> Just not saying anything, not moving, just standing there. <laughs> you know, you know, just, I don't know, man. I guess it's kind of cold-blooded. Like, it was like, whoa. Maybe that's not as funny as I think it is, but I think it would be pretty I would rather you. I'd rather you throw a giant party after I'm gone and just tell stories. Like like Steve said, just tell stories. Tell the good stories. Tell the bad ones, too. I don't care. What, what are you going to do, embarrass me? Not. Yeah, but, yeah. Actually, if you're doing pretty good, if you can get like more than half a dozen people to show up at your funeral these days, yeah. I mean, they gotta have. Well, I don't. Have, I don't have to have half a dozen to carry me if I'm cremated. So, no, I just. I don't know, man. I don't think. Uh, I try not to dwell too much on. You know, I. I. I no, no, no. Moving on to other. Speaking of hard, hard ways to go out, and how about this for a fantastic segue. Hard ways to go out. There's apparently a whole bunch of animals that are stu- really struggling out west. Saw that uh, they're talking about reducing the hunting permits in northern Colorado by like 40%. And then Wyoming's having the antelope are just getting crushed because it, they're just having really hard winters. So it's going to be it's gonna be a little tougher to draw a tag this year out there. That's one of those things we don't deal with here. And I think we overlooked that a lot because, shoot, it's been the last couple of days have been beautiful, it's but for the most perfect. part, it's been hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, opening weekend of turkey season was absolutely gorgeous, but after that, went back to hot. Then this morning, I think it was like sixty-two degrees when I left for work. Dude, it felt pretty good all day yesterday. It did. Last two days, I've done almost all my work outside. Yeah. Now I'm just, I don't work outside. I'm an office guy, but I was out. Carried the office to the back porch. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't blame you. I rolled down my window at one point yesterday. And I was like, oh, wow. Why, why don't I have the AC on? Just roll the window down. <laughs> yeah. I've been rolling. I just assume time. it's hot. But. it's. I actually had put off working on my boat because it had been too hot. And then those last two days, I really buckled down and tried to get a bunch done on it. Yeah, you guys can go on Jordan's, uh, I mean, Jeffrey, I mean, Jordan's TikTok <laughs> and uh, follow his boat. <laughs> boat work. Yeah, we're working on it. It's coming together. I got, probably have around 90% of the, well, probably closer to 95% of the phone removed out of the back on deck. And that has been an absolute, 
it's been the vein the vein of my existence lately it, it is just a real mother everybody's like use a pressure washer or, or use this i'm like listen i'm trying to get out in big chunk i filled my whole entire garbage can with foam from my home deck like a big city garbage can too Filled the whole thing with it. So what are you doing? Are you, go, are you going through the back wall into the... Yeah, I cut the deck? whole back wall open. And I'm you, going into the hunt deck. You need a carpet blade for a sawzall. That's almost all gone. I'm going to have to use a pressure washer or something now. It's just remnants of... Crap you could still use carpet blade straight to the... You ever see the carpet it, blade for a sawzall? It's the... It's, it's, a, it's a flat blade if you're using it to pull like carpet that's glued to the floor. Yeah. And you can just run it along. It's flexible like it's a tough because the only stuff i have left is if you're laying in the boat and you're getting stuff out of the hunt deck the only stuff that's left is on the roof of it yeah why does it all have to be gone are you just trying to eliminate that much more weight are you trying to open it up for storage both um but are, we... you, are you are you trying to make, trying to make it aesthetic i mean it's in your hunt deck that's why i'm wondering yeah it, uh, essentially i'm just trying to make it somewhat aesthetic i uh i have almost all of it gone so I might as well just go ahead and remove the rest of it. Uh, I just want it to look good. I appreciate that. I, I, I like when I, when I finish the boat, I want the boat to look like a new boat. What's your plan for the boat in the end? Oh, man. Are we talking about everything I want to do to it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So uh, if we're starting at the front, like I did in the video. Starting at the front, I ripped. It had some ugly. I never liked it some ugly like light bar thing that just covered the light bar at the front didn't even but it it just eliminated room for so many other activities and uh so it'll have a 20 inch double row light bar up front and then a six inch light bar on each side kind of pointing out to the sides and then it'll have also a little spot in it to put a uh that's a it'll, it'll be a box around all that and that box will have a spot on top of it to put one of the quick detach pucks for uh like an eye pilot, and then behind that, I'll cut the front deck open, put a hatch in there, rip all that foam out too, so there's more storage there. Stick a winch in the front, uh, just so that you know, just in case I get myself into something hairy, I can get myself back out of it. Come from there, put a couple catwalks in it, and then it's probably I'd say like three foot past where the deck ends now i'm gonna put a removable deck between the two catwalks so that it can be the front deck is long enough then to be laid out on or you can stick three or four guys on the front when you're bow fishing if you want it's just nice to have a little bit more deck space during the summer i know guys got a boat like that yeah and then uh instead of doing actual seat bases in the boat i'm gonna have some built that are like removable like the whole there it'll just be a flat four that's c decked over and then i can turn buckle down seat bases to the floor so when i'm hunting i can have all my seat bases in there and then if it's summer i can have one or if it's summer and i have that one in there and we're somewhere where there's a bank you can pull that seat base out and take it up and <laughs> set it on shore to where you can set in it on shore too i've been trying to figure something out that like that too because I don't want to put seat bases in the boat that... Uh, and by the way, I want to I want to throw a shout out to this guy. Kyle Hicks is the guy that sold me his boat. And that guy has been 110% stand-up 
whether it was, um, you know, the DMV didn't like our bill of sale. So he had, I had to send him something. He sent it back for the trailer registration. And then we got some bad advice on how the title would come. So today I had to condemn the young man to go up to the DMV to manually request a title. And he sent that down. And a lot of guys, man, once you bought something, it's like, it's yours. He's been good. Like we just had a couple questions about like lights and electricity and things like that. And man, it's like he still owns the boat. It is fantastic. So Kyle, if you're listening to this, thank you for being such a great guy. But going down to the boat, you know, you always want to make a few modifications yourself. And like you, I don't want to put, I just don't, I don't even want to put, you know, even if you put one of the um, stainless steel, you know, pole post yeah. things in there, well, that still sticks down into your boat and eliminates your storage. I've been looking at the, those four, I don't know who makes them in, but they're like four sturdy legs with, with feet on them. Sid has a bunch. Yeah. And, you know, put those in there, but still, man, you go, if you're not careful and a guy's sitting on there and you get on it, you're going to dump that guy in the bottom of your boat. Yeah. So, so I have a buddy that actually has. The exact ones that Sid had, Sid has or had. I don't know if he still has them. Um, I have a buddy that has the jig to make those. So we're gonna make two of those. Make, make two what? Like do they hold the chair in place? The four leg? No, just the four leg pedestal things. Oh, okay. And then it'll have like a uh, expanded metal tray in the bottom of it, so you can throw your shells or whatever you want underneath your seat. Nice. And uh, we still have to figure out. I, I want to somehow use a turnbuckle or something to hold it down. But I don't know how to put that in there and not like uh, leave it something, leave it standing up to where something you can step on or something. I don't know if I can somehow recess it through the floor somehow. I don't know. That's something see, I have you, to figure out. You can put eye bolts in there and ratchet strap in place, but then you can't walk around. Well, that's what right. I'm saying. But you, I mean, you could put eye bolts in there. An eye bolt's something you're going to step on. But if I put an eye bolt in, I can put an eye bolt in the bottom of the seat and use like a metal turnbuckle to just tighten it down. Got it. Yeah. Rather, because the ratchet trap just looks chintzy. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't figure that out either. Yeah. I'm, but anyways, getting down past the seats and everything, I've got the hunt deck cut open, so I'm gonna put storage in there, and then uh, I plan on putting a fair amount of speakers in the boat, at least a few. So probably may close in the front up some and then i still haven't decided if i want to stick my fuel cell up front or in the back um we'll figure that out when we get there probably buy me some uh lithium batteries for it so i can stick a few more batteries in it and they're not heavy speaking of which we got if you come oh, to yeah. the crawfish boil one of the things that are donated is one of them kick-ass lithium-ion batteries this is like a 900 hundred dollar battery yeah and then another one a half price I mean, these are. I mean, from a practical standpoint, I mean, those are these are deep, these are badass power cells. I can't. Yeah. I was going through. I still can't believe some of the stuff people donated to that cause. Yeah, they are not lightweights. Thousands. Uh, you know, wow, a lot of money. Yeah. So thank you to all those people that donated. He did a dang good job there, giving that battery away. And I'd actually even talked to Ob Designs on the phone today, so. They're, and that's a they're, they're friggin- the ones that's giving away that turbo kit. Yeah, turbo for a mud mudder. Jam up people, man. Mud walker for donating an entire mud mudder. An entire mud mudder. The yeah. only thing we need now is somebody to donate like a 14-foot boat. You got the whole package. You can get a jack plate. Well, you don't really need a jack plate. You've got the muddy, but... Oh, I need the jack plate because I'm sticking a 90-horse Yamaha on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, when I, when I sold the mud motor, the whole thing... And that was partially why I removed the foam in the back, dude. 
I pulled chunks of foam out that were like the size of this beer can that were heavier than a full beer can. They had to be soaked full of water. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just waterlogged. Like, there was probably the bottom six inches of every bit of that foam was just straight waterlogged. You think that's just rainwater that's soaked in there? You think you get a little dingy? You know, I really thought there's a couple small cracks in there. Uh, at the top of the hunt deck and it may be getting in there or it may have seeped in through other places but in the midst of pulling the foam out i found a pressure washer tip in there so at some point somebody's jammed a pressure washer up in that hole so that probably didn't help out no probably not i'll bet it's good didn't know it was full of foam probably interesting well gentlemen you got any closing thoughts I'll start it off with, say, uh, hunt some more turkeys and buy your crawfish ball tickets. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say buy your mud motor tickets, man. I can't. That's the next giveaway. Yeah, you guys just witnessed a live them. giveaway tonight. We'll do another one when we sell that one. God, I hope it goes a little smoother. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we figured out how to do this now, you know, with the nice fancy Facebook Live with the GoPro and all this, you know, we actually get to use all the equipment we paid for. Yeah. Uh, instead of just a cell phone. <clears throat> but And then I can share my screen and do all kinds of fancy stuff like that. But we could definitely we could definitely do that. Got to find some better looking people if we're going to keep going to video, though. Uh, yeah. Well, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Yeah. That's what my kid said one time. I was like, really? You, that's, that's the line you're going to go with? <laughs> what do you get for closing thoughts, Jim? You know, nothing. You know, I, you know, I'm going to go back to one of my tried and true things because I've been. It all just comes back to financial responsibility, man. I've been dealing with some folks that have been really struggling lately, uh, and trying to help them through some tough stuff. And and I and I hate to say it, but I look back at a lot of these things. These are a little bit older folks. It's all avoidable. Um, I'm not saying that it's easy to put money away, but you don't really have a choice. And if you don't, it's going to come back to bite you. And, you know, a lot of the folks that are listening to our podcast, you know, we're, not, we're just not made of millions, right? It's just, but the only way we're ever going to be made of millions is if you put it away 25, 50, 100 bucks at a time. And um, only because some of the folks I'm dealing with, I, I, I've, I've known, they just haven't, I haven't had a professional relationship with them in a while until recently and now it's kind of like man i wish i'd met you 10 years ago or 20 years ago because you wouldn't be in this situation so if you listen to this chances are i've met you you know and you know we know some of the same people and you you don't have to do business with me man just get out of your bank do somebody but put some just start stashing some cash away automatically every month without fail do it for 20 years and you'd be amazed what happens how's that for a i gotta figure out a way to bring that up a little bit. It's kind of a downer for a closing thought. <laughs> you can, you can do it, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, if you want to retire, it, if you want to retire and hunt the, hunt the world. Oh, shit. If you just want to retire and not even live on dog food, man, I'm not <laughs> talking about these grandiose. It takes a lot. Listen, I'll live on Alpo if it allows me to hunt the world. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, shoot. Well, if you're a really good hunter, you can really cut your grocery bill down. It's but true. Your travel budget's going to go through the roof. <laughs> um, no, you know, but all right. So real practically, you know, if you want to think about it, without getting into a whole bunch of science, have a little faith, man. It takes a million dollars to retire on $50,000 a year. And, and because inflation's going to at 5%, which is actually a pretty heavy withdrawal rate for is more appropriate, but
But at 5%, 50,000 is all you can take off of a million dollars. There's going to be bad investment years. are going to be good. But you're going to need more than five fifty thousand the next year to keep pace with inflation, especially if things continue the way they're going. You're going to need like $70,000 next year to have the same purchasing power. Right? And you eat it all up. So you, you say, oh, I'll never be a millionaire. You ain't got a choice if you're not going to, if you're going to retire in 30 years because $50,000 won't. Yeah, Social Security would be more than that. Anyway. Jordan, what do you got? We're a hunting podcast. Sorry to drop I just gave you mine. Oh, yeah, you're right. You buy Mud Motor tickets, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Buy Mud Motor tickets. Yeah, start saving right after you buy Mud Motor tickets at Crawfish Bowl tickets. Then yeah. start saving religiously. Yeah. Oh, I do want to say, because I talked, we've got Josh has been coming quite a bit, and I talked to Josh the other day, and I do want to point out that if you are coming to the poker run, Right, and you got say your wife, or your buddy, or your girlfriend, or uh, whatever you want to call her or him. Uh, if they don't want a poker hand, just buy them a crawfish boil ticket. You don't have to buy two combination tickets, right? If you if you're the only one, yeah. That wants so a poker the, hand, the poker the poker the poker run you're paying for the poker hand you're not paying for the correct i mean if you really wanted to just go drive your boat around the lake for a few hours and not pick up any cars you could do that for free yeah, keep in mind, if, you, if you got three tickets. people in your boat they better all have 60 dollar tickets or no. you're only getting one set of cards yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 but if you if you wanted to pick up no cards and just drive your boat you you could do that for free but you're not going to win a cash prize yeah. either exactly so because it's the poker if you haven't figured this out, the pot is coming out of that extra 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you don't pay, we can't have a pot. So what is uh what, what time do you need to show up for registration for the poker run? Bro, show up at 6 a.m. 6.30, 7, I don't know. It starts at 9, and if we're expecting a piss load of people, show up early. Don't be that guy that shows up at 9 and then wonders why everybody's gone. We are pushing. Everybody's already leaving. We are pushing up on a hundred people, and we are still seven or eight weeks out. Yeah. And historically, this is our third year. Well, Will Jordan, you. We, what, we what are, percentage of our tickets usually get bought like in the last two weeks? Eighty percent. Yeah. Yeah. So there's another thing too, because if that happens, if we've got four hundred tickets sold, it's done. Because we're going to get walk-ups, yeah, no. and we'll maybe take fifty of those people in, but we can't we can't take more than four or five hundred people because it just won't hold them. Or people will have to park a mile away to walk in down forty-six. Right. So we're capping this thing at four hundred tickets. I think. I think so we, I'm saying that like I'm making this decision. Four or five. No, I, I, I think so. that's. I think yeah. no, four hundred is fair because you're going to you'll end up four hundred tickets. You're going to have yeah. five hundred people. Yeah, 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 and uh, and then eventually, just because of the amount of crawfish we bought, safety concerns, everything else. I mean, if it, and we're touched by all the people that are supporting this thing, we, it's going to be painful, but we will have to tell people, I'm sorry. Thanks for driving all the way out to Geneva, but we got, there's no room. Well, no room at the end. We begged you to buy. buy. Buy some raffle tickets, hang out with us, buy some food from the Jolly Gator, buy some beer from the Jolly Gator, but we don't have, you know, food for you here. That's a good point. Yeah, you can still yeah. come out and have fun. Just just don't be mad if you don't get in on the crawfish. Right. Oh, and another thing along the same lines I think that you were alluding to. For those of you that are going to go on the mud run, even though you can probably park 
80 to 90 trailers if you really stuck them in at um, Jolly Gator. The Jolly Gator. If you don't plan on... Man, it's going to be... A, you'll never get out of there. You'll be there all day just trying to get your boat in or out. Right. Use your head. Go down to the brand new Lemon Bluff ramp. That thing's beautiful. Dump in it. Travel uh, to us by boat. Yeah. You can pump yeah. in at Hatville if you want to run all the way up the lake. Yeah. But there's still you got mullet. You got yeah. Jessup. I mean, for that matter, you could put it in Midway and or uh, mid, what's that? Seventeen ninety two. Jessup would be a heck of a run, but yeah, it's not too bad though. Yeah, gas wise, it's if it's you got bit, the fuel yeah, cell, you want to run. You're already I mean. looking at like twenty miles just to get from Jessup to. It's a nice run. Yeah, it's clean. But it, yeah, if you're coming for just, the boat, yeah, if you're coming for the boat run, when we say nine o'clock, that means we are planning on leaving the ramp. At nine o'clock, yeah. So don't show up at nine o'clock and expect to be able to register right there at nine o'clock. That's, you probably can, but you're going to be way behind everybody, and you may not get your poker tickets. So that's ladies and gentlemen, start your engines, hit the water. Yeah, nine o'clock. But we'll catch you guys next week. Adios. <laughs>